Good evening. Good evening, world. I made it in late. I made it in finally. What time is it? Uh, where's my phone? I'm all over the place. All over the place. 1019. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, it's WIT Radio, 88.9 FM. Uh, it's the Re Up with Malik Ali. Um, what's up, family? Good. We, we good? Malik. Yeah. And we got problems. Yeah, we got a problem? We got a problem? Yeah, I have a radio show. What's that what's the what's the problem? Oh well this is week four of the show. I'm glad we're getting this <laughs> recorded. This is week. I mean, it's week four of the show. I'm, I'm definitely into this show. What's the... Okay. All right, well... We got the whole public safety then... Uh, all right, well, uh, it's the re-up. I got, I got cushed... <laughs> I I got Chris Thompson with me. Look at this. They done sent the squadron. Oh my god, what happened? Every time. Not every time. This is not happening in a long time. But anyway, I got I got <laughs> Chris Thompson in we here. Live right here. What a start. What a start. <laughs> um Yeah, so this week three of the show and mugs got an issue. They can I see your ID rolled up in the studio with It's all right. How you doing, Kush? I'm pretty all right. How are you? I don't know. I hope I'm all right. Uh, I hope I'm all right. You should pull that here. Pull that one a little closer. This one, right? I'm gonna have to call some uh, some backup or something. (laughs) Anyway, how are you today? It's Thursday. Another week in the books, pretty much. How was your day? How was your week? a weird question my week i feel like it was just 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 another week but a really a really busy week so sort of just like the week when like you know how you put off a whole bunch of things and they all have the same Mm -hmm, deadline mm -hmm. it was like a week of meeting deadlines oh okay so you didn't you actually met them though you didn't just leave them out there but like met them either like the night before or hey, as long as they get met, before. as long as they get met, it was just a whole bunch of scrambling. Yeah, have you heard? So you um, so I I found out I heard today about this show that HBO is trying to do. Um, it's from the how you do you watch Game of Thrones? I do not. You do not. Do not a Game not. of Thrones. Okay, so the makers of Game of Thrones, um, decided they want to have a show about. Uh, it's like a sci-fi alternate reality show. Like, what if, what if slavery never ended, and we were <laughs> the face, the face you just my made. eyes just like receded to to the back of like the beginning of my hairline, <laughs> the very beginning, the inception of my hairline. Is what if, so, what do you think about that? That's a what was the so, question? What? I'm saying. So, have you heard about this HBO new HBO show? Um, set in I don't know where it's set But 
the whole premise is we're living in today's you know world and times yet uh we still have we still have slavery niggas still but we but we do off the (laughs) yo (laughs) we already do that's what you're saying Yes. I mean, yeah, that's real. But what do you? How do you feel about them trying to put this on the screen, like uh, as a? I feel very sketch about everything that Hollywood <laughs> tries to do. Anything ever. Anything ever. Like any kind of social commentary they have. I'm like, why? Why are you talking? Why mm-hmm. is you here? Um, that, that's just where I stand with it. I'm like, oh, here they go again, mm-hmm. trying to be. I don't even know if they're trying to be fake woke. Like, I'm right, just right. trying to say something. It's hard to... Go, go air the Kardashians. <laughs> stick to what you know. <laughs> stick to what you know. It's, um, we were just talking in the car about uh, just the whole idea of like industry, mm-hmm. uh, entertainment industries, and how they, how they approach different stuff like that. And it says a lot about, says a lot about those industries in that we like immediately when we hear something that they're going to try to tackle yeah. an issue like that that we're... We are, uh, you know, skeptical of it. Because I, I seen Twitter. Twitter was jumping today. They don't, mm-hmm. black, tw- black Twitter is not I fucking with the idea up. at all. I caught some of that. Yeah. But um, I've seen, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I, I think I want to watch it. But I'm, I'm definitely skeptical. That's the, I'm the type of dude, though. Did you that also like, watch that Roots remake? I bet you did. No. <laughs> I, did I did not. I did not watch the Roots remake. Is a Roots or the one that was on... Um, the one with T.I. in it? <laughs> I didn't know. What is this? Is this real? I think it's real. Is this out in the world for I me to go it find? Is. I, I personally have not seen it, but I've heard. I don't really think I need that in my life. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Uh-uh. T.I., who else is in it? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch that show. What are they doing out there? Have they sufficiently checked my credentials? They know who you are, G. They saw your mugshot from the ice. It's funny. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So I went to <laughs> I went to this school. I uh I did get in a bit. Oh, this mug here. This dude don't like me. The white shirt coming, y'all. Uh. I need jail. But yeah. So I was telling the story. So I, I um I know I successfully on this campus about three years ago um negotiated myself out of a of an armed robbery. Uh, <laughs> yes, you were telling me this. Please, so please. the story is, so I was, it was like, it was about to be finals week. Um, and so a friend of mine, we like to like stay up all night and study. Uh, so we were in this building right across the state, uh, right across State Street, room, but 33rd and Dearborn. And I was leaving that. So my mom was deep into, um, my mom, my parents, I was staying with my parents and they were living like on 47th and Drexel. Mm-hmm. We on 33rd and State ish um and my mom was big into juicing at the time so she had a little juice machine she was just doing her juices every morning you know i'm from the west side so juicing means something entirely different what is <laughs> <laughs> what is juicing on the west side i don't even know what this what does this mean I ain't gonna talk we we got we can get into it it's dark hours you can say what you i ain't gonna say that oh, all right so put that on your thing your list Probably of things some to... young people listening to <laughs> juicing juicing it was juicing <laughs> Look this up. If you want to tell me, I guess I just got to look it up. You can't Google it. You can't. Urban Dictionary is a a great resource. Uh, Juicing. Nah, it's like they they was having the sex. Oh, juicing? They juicing. Or y'all juicing. 
I never heard that. When did you it's make this up? I definitely did not make this up. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the search results is coming up. Confirmed. What did you Google? I said I Googled Urban Dictionary, Urban Dictionary Juicing. <laughs> Once I had, I, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, juicing. <laughs> well, mom was not doing that kind of juicing because, damn, not that. That's how my brain works. My, um, so my, my mother was making fresh juices with her juice machine. Damn. Um, so she was like, Malik, when you come home, bring a big bag of carrots mm. from the store. Um, my mom goes to work pretty early. She gets up at like four to get to work. Mm. And... And so it was, it was approaching the time where she usually goes to work. So I'm like, damn, I'm going to hop up. I was biking heavy, too. You could bike from here to 47th and Jackson in like 10 minutes. So I was like, all right, let me hop on my bike. It's like 3.30 a.m. I'm going <laughs> to rush these bag, this, uh, this bag of carrots over to my mom. So I'm studying, right? So I have my, my laptop, um, you know, my books and stuff, my, all of this. So I'm like, I told my friend, let me just leave this here. You watch it. I'm going to be back in like 20 minutes anyway. Um, so I left all of my valuables. <laughs> all, all I had was, was my carrots. carrots. <laughs> I had a Herschel, I had a Herschel book bag with this huge bag of carrots inside. So, and I had my cell phone. So I leave out the building. I start unlocking my bike, and I hear a voice like, um, "Don't move. Give me, give me everything." Oh. I turn around. Mm. It's just a little nigga. It's like you know, <laughs> he has to be like a fourteen, <laughs> right? Young nigga. <laughs> Scrawny little young. I was like, dude. I, I, I looked at the gun before I looked at anything else. So that 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 made me comply mm-hmm. to everything he was saying. But I could have fucked that nigga up. You really could have, like, just drop kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't. I didn't try to be a hero. I, um, I just gave him. You know, he was like, "Give me what's in your pockets." So I had my phone. Handed him my phone. Um, I was like, I got my wallet, but there's nothing in there. He go, no monies, no nothing. Um, and he was like, go through it. He had me pull out my wallet and like dump everything you out to show him what's in there. Yeah, you could have so. loved him at any time. <laughs> no, the gun was up. It was in my face. What you mean, muffle? You you and me out here with a bullet in my head. I would never. So so I, I'm complying, whatever, and then he like give me the bag. What's in the bag? And I'm like, dude, there's nothing in here. Please let me just keep <laughs> this bag. Like he went through his lot of carrots. <laughs> I straight up, I I told him like, look, it's my mama's carrots. Like let me just she expecting <laughs> carrots. She expecting don't these carrots. Carrot. Don't take my Anything carrots. Now nah, she gonna be mad. Like leave me. And low key is like. And this is probably the power of our love for our mothers and our love for black Mm. women. It's kind of deep. It's like he kind of understood. He was like, oh, you got to making a delivery for your mother. (laughs) You making a delivery. He was like, all right, all right, cool. You can keep it back. (laughs) So and then he runs off. And so, I mean, robbery could have gone much worse. I could have got my my carrot snatched. Shit, or got shot over some carrots. Could have got shot over some carrots, right? He could have get mad. Like, nigga, I ain't playing with you. Give me that motherfucking bag with the carrots. I want everything. Everything, boy. <laughs> I want the stems. I want them green tops. I want the roots. <laughs> <laughs> I want Man. the soil. They was planted in. But, um, so yeah, that was, that was that. 
Have you ever been? Have you ever been robbed? <laughs> You're a West Sider, so Kush is a West Sider. She's also very protective of the West Side because I was <laughs> on the way, uh, on my way to pick her up. I'm like, we really in the thick of it. We good? All right, thank you. Um, my my credentials have been cleared by the good men and women of <laughs> IT Public Safety. Thank y'all so much for what y'all do. <laughs> oh, fuck. Damn. Do you see this? Uh, I'm gonna need to contact my lawyers. Man. Dial one eight hundred. They really came in here hard body. There was like six. For what? Six public safety people. Like, it's not like you was stealing the equipment. Out I had. Here. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I had a couple of run-ins with them while I was a student here, and so they know. Oh, I got stories on stories. A crook, a wanted man. <laughs> crook. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, talk into that mic real quick. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hey, what's up? Hello. Perfect. Okay. Seen your pretty ass as soon as you came in the door. <laughs> I just want to chill. Got a stack for us to roll. Perfect. Okay, sounds good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, I don't know. I guess they still hawking my ass. Have you ever been? So yeah, you live on the west side. You Are you from the west side? Um, yeah. Why are you so protective of the West Side? Do people just shit on the West Side to you all the time? Is that why when I brought it up? They do. And, like, it's not even like the South Side is just, like, one big happy family. Like, it's not that it's so close-knit. The South Side is actually big as hell. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know everybody on the South Side. Damn near everybody who's from the West Side, or at least a particular part of the West Side, knows everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, because the West Side is so small. Mm -hmm. At some point, like, you're either on the North Side or you're in Pilsen. Like, the West Side, West Side is actually very small. Small pocket. Mm -hmm. So, the South Side, when they be coming, or the West Side, it's because they big as hell and they got all these people repping the South Side. (laughs) And it's just this little pocket of people. That's real. That are actually from the West Side that I'm from. I feel like. And I think so. I used to work at a um, school. Shout out to Howe Elementary School. Um, and I so I used to have to come, but I was living on uh, like right by UIC when I was working there. So it was like near West, like kind of close to North Londa. Mm-hmm. Um, but my family is from around the South Side, all, all around the South Side. But and I've always felt like the West Side is a lot more like you were saying, like close knit mm-hmm. and friendly, and people are nicer. Yep. On the south side, you feel, it's a vibe down here that's it's kind of cutthroat. You can feel it. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I, I almost said a bad word. You could cuss on here, actually. I fucks with the south side. Um, I lived on the south side for a while, so it's not animosity towards the south side. It seemed just, like it was. And I was it's like, not. Really, it's really, really, really not. Like, I'm actually pretty damn familiar with the south side. People from the South Side, like, they get on the West Side and they act like they don't know where they are. Y'all might act well like we in, don't. We really might don't. Might as well be in Oz. It's all these houses. It's way more houses on the, on the West Side. Okay. And? It's like, where are we at? Like, we, this, <laughs> some, this don't look like You just home. need to know where the fuck you going. <laughs> like, you, stop asking all these questions. Just go where you just got go. to go. Yeah. We can't, we can't do that on the South Side. So you feel like you can't do that on the... On the West Side. Whatever. So, so you're a poet. Mm-hmm. You, you consider yourself a poet. You consider yourself, and you also do. So you also do art, like yeah. that you can see visual art. <laughs> art that you, <laughs> art can, you see. can see. 
What um, do you consider yourself an artist in general, or a poet, or a painter, or what? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm all those things. I am every woman. It's all in me. When did you start considering yourself an artist? Um, like an artist in general. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. I think maybe it was after I had already been writing for maybe a few years. So I started writing pretty much, started writing poetry almost as soon as I could write. So when I was like in the second grade, I would write mm-hmm. short stories um, like outside of school and then started writing poetry in the third grade. And then it just kept going on through high school. And then I joined a poetry team um, my sophomore year of high school. Where'd you go to high school? We went to three different high schools. Hey, me too. Three high school games. Hey, you don't find no that friends. very often. No <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> empty lunch table. Empty lunch table. Oh, man. <laughs> so three high schools in yeah. four years. All right, yes. rattle them off. Uh, freshman year was Scherz High School, which is mm-hmm. like Northwest. Uh, second year and third year, so sophomore and junior year, was Orr High School. Okay, we passed West Orr. High. West High. West High. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I graduated from Wells, which is a little further east from the Okay. Line. What was the story of you switching these schools? Because mine is very specific. But you, did you, was you a tra- problem child? You I really feel like everybody? I've never told any of these stories. I might keep it to myself. Um, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no one ever asked me that. Whenever I say I'm from three different high schools, they just take it. Nah, you can't just um. take that at face value because you could have either been just a bad child or you could have been like never that boy running from things never or that. moving around or <laughs> what um, was it for you? Freshman year, I don't know what it was like. Freshman year, I was like a true, honest and true freshman, like like pure freshman. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> A pure free freshman. Yeah, I was a pure free freshman. Um, like, liked all those nerdy things. And then, I don't know what happened. Keep like, Keeping low-ish, yeah. What? So you don't... Um, what happens? So I think it was the summer after freshman year, like, when things started to change. I think I had, like... The this, summer after freshman year. Yes, everything was different. Everything it was like It was like Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> um... One season, you one person, the second season. Anyway, um, so yeah, summer after freshman year, like, I just started wilding for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. I had just turned 15. On my 15th birthday, I got, like, my, my septum pierced. Um, just 15. like Just, like, raw. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. At home? You just, it was like... <laughs> Not at home. Like, on... One of the homies did it? Yeah, one of my homies did it, like, down the street from my house for mm-hmm. my 15th birthday. Just, like, stuck a raw needle through my nose. Mm. Did it get affected? It didn't get affected. <laughs> okay. It didn't. Like, I was one of yeah, the OGs with septum rings. Like, I thought I was cool as hell. That was back when you had a septum ring and everybody thought you did witchcraft. Like, oh, okay. that was back in the day. You were um, 15. That was what? 10 years ago? No. Eight? Um, how does I'm trying to think of work? years. 2010-ish. I'm, I'm turning 23 now. So that was probably like 2020. 2010. 20, 2009. Yeah. Something okay, like that. Okay. Something like that. High school. Yeah. So then after that, I just started wilding, like not not wilding for real, but like I, I smoked weed for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was an actual teenager. That <laughs> septum piercing had you out your butt. <laughs> like I can do what I want. <laughs> what else could I do? Everything. Okay. I felt like I was on Aladdin, a whole new world. So, oh. I, so 
Yeah, so I just started wilding and then Hirsch like, kids wild? Or Hirsch kids known for being wild or no? Crazy as hell, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not from here. I'm not from Chicago like that. So I don't know the reputations Evidently. of these uh, institutions. Obs. Yeah. Um, that stuff's nasty, bro. Um, anyway, it's <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Um, yeah, so I was wilding, and then, like, that was back when MySpace was a thing. Ah, and so there was this yes. one night, I think it was, like, maybe the day after my, like, actual 15th birthday, or maybe a week or something like that. Um, but me and my best friend, who was, like, the best friend that your mom didn't want you to have. Yeah. We went over to one of her, like, guy friend's house and, like, oh. just took risque pictures. Oh, snap. And, like, it wasn't No, anything. yeah, it was some teenage shit. Exactly, yeah. it was just Shout teenage out to my sister. She, did, she got in trouble shit. for doing that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I all, we all do this. But, like, I, I had my septum ring out. So, you know how with septum rings, like, you can flip them upside down mm-hmm. and, like, hide them. So that's what I would do when I was at the house. But in the pictures, like, I had it out. Mm. I was just all up on the guy. Ooh, and, like, we was just, like, we was yeah. just out. Out here mm. on MySpace, um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and my, somehow my mama found those pictures on MySpace. She found my MySpace page, saw those pictures, and she transferred me to Or, which is closer to where we stayed, so that I can be closer to her mm. <laughs> and like under her watchful mm-hmm. eye. So that's how I got to Or. So Or, so then two years of Or. Mm. Were those your favorite years of high school? You got to. Did you plant any roots, or were you the weird kid? I was the weird kid for most most of my high school years, like no matter where I was. Um, but I, or like I, I'm, I definitely feel more attached just because I was there longer, mm-hmm. um, and just like a, a more emotional attachment, just because it had like such a a bad reputation. And like when I would tell people I'm from Or, like. People would have all sorts of rumors about people from Or, mm-hmm. and like I was just like super defensive about it. Like I am about the West Side. Like I was super <laughs> defensive about Or. Like y'all actually right. don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> um, we do not have HIV. Mm. Uh, those were the kind of rumors that people would tell me when I would tell them I was from Or. Damn. Okay. Um, so yeah, definitely more attached. But like they they did me so wrong. Like that was right at the beginning of zero tolerance policies where you can get suspended over bullshit. Oh. Um, so I think I, I got suspended a lot. Um, the longest I got suspended was like for six days because I used six curse words. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you got a day for every word? That they heard. Luckily, they didn't hear the rest of what I was saying. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have never came back to <laughs> You suspended for the summer. Were you cussing out teachers or they just heard you using No, it wasn't even like that. Like, I wasn't even a kid who cursed. What happened was that there was like a security guard trying to take my phone mm. after school. So like the uh, bell had rung and like I'm leaving the building and I'm on the phone and he like tried to take it out of my hands as I'm walking okay. out the door. Yeah. You would have got six cuss words out of me too. At least six. <laughs> At least six. So you were getting suspended. Mm-hmm. So then I had to leave because if I stayed there, I probably would have gotten expelled or something. So that was your decision. You're like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm up, I'm up out of here. Yeah. Fuck or moving around yeah and then i went to wells um and i have like 10 percent memory from that school i oh, really okay. don't remember it's like your last year right this is my year. last year like i didn't I try to make you. friends and this is yeah i didn't try to make friends i would leave actually every period after i would leave every day after third period because okay. i had a little boyfriend who lived down chicago avenue so i would just like <laughs> sneak out the back door and <laughs> go to his house <laughs> 
How did you graduate? <laughs> I have my way. I'm smart as hell. So when it came down to it, they was just like, look, this yeah. is what you need to do. I'm like, bet. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So my, um, I'm going to give you my three high school story. I had, I started, so I was homeschooled up until I was like seventh grade. Mm. Um, so I was also the weird kid in high school, but for different reasons. I think <laughs> then you, I just never learned no social skills. Why were you homeschooled? Um, well, I was a, my my parents didn't believe in I don't know. They didn't they didn't believe in public schooling. They were scared if they put their kids in public school we would get brainwashed and not learn our history. Black as hell. Exactly, very black. Very black reasons for not wanting us in, in school. I but yeah, we grew up with a lot of like black ass books on mm. the bookshelves and then like some pretty militant attitudes and stuff like that and we were also raised muslim so it was like mm. both of those yeah. influences on it so <clears throat> so they didn't want us in in public school but eventually my both of my parents needed to start working so my mom couldn't teach us anymore yeah. so um seventh grade and eighth grade i was in a school that i hated mm. um and uh and then eventually I applied to get into illinois math and science academy um, up in Aurora, which I got into. Um, right, so so my freshman, but they don't start until sophomore year. So my freshman year, I still had to figure out where I was going to go. So I was living in Springfield, Illinois. Um, and so I went to the neighborhood school, went to the school. <laughs> that face me, you didn't know I lived in Springfield? Hell no. Yeah. I didn't know anyone lived in Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a wasteland. Um, they have citizens. <laughs> Y'all got citizens. <laughs> Anti shout out to Springfield. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, my dad had, had gotten a job with the state, so mm. we were working. We were living in Central Central Illinois. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, Springfield Springfield Southeast High School went there for one year. Um, hated every moment of it. Couldn't wait because I knew I wouldn't be there Did next year. No. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I had a few friends from that middle school that mm-hmm. I went to, acquaintances yeah. and things of that nature. And it just was never, never the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got up out of there. I did my one year, got out, went to IMSA. Um, and like you did after freshman year, wild it out. Started wilding out. Um, I did everything there. Like I was class president. I was mm-hmm. like in all of the clubs. Uh, oh. Played all the sports. You can't afford to Came be wilding out, out tweaking, boy. Man, right? Tweak a tweak. I really, I really <laughs> fucked that up. <laughs> um, so I was doing everything. I kind of found, you know, my social skills and all of that, and mm-hmm. and, and was more comfortable being who I was. Yeah. Um, but wasn't doing no homework <laughs> at all. So, um, and that's a hard school. It's a it's a boarding school. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm just meeting you for the first time. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like my name is Malik. What? <laughs> That's so crazy. This whole time. Yeah, it was a homeschool boarding school child <laughs> <laughs> who, who negotiates armed robberies and yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, so I was I was at the at the boarding school. Shout out to Emsa. That was a dope place. Mm. Um, I learned a lot there about myself. Um, but didn't do no homework. So I had to leave um, to, ch- you know, I went back home to try to you know, have one, one year of high school left. So I did two years there, had one year of high school left. I'm like, I need to get my GPA up to try to get into some schools. Um, and so I went back to Springfield, to Springfield High School. And yeah. like you said, I don't remember none of that shit. I was 
mad I had to leave, you know, the school that I actually mm-hmm. liked, mad about, you know, mad at myself, yeah. just, you know, so I was high as hell every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wasn't, you know, wasn't doing what I was mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. I Did remember. your daddy, like, give you whoopings and tell you you ain't gonna be bad? <laughs> Not at that point, no. It was over with by then. There was, there was no whooping. He would try to take my phone and stuff and, you know. Um, Black parents love saying that shit. You ain't gonna be bad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I am. Bro. But I am. I'm gonna do what I want. I do what I want. I'm grown. <laughs> yeah. So they, you know, they didn't get too too down on me they, yet they didn't get too down on me yet at that point um but yeah went back to springfield graduated there so that was my three springfield southeast springfield high and illinois math and science academy so like you none of them schools count for anything because it wasn't in chicago Aurora's not close enough to Chicago for Hell it to count no. to you. You know what? I don't. I don't need to slam it. We're moving <laughs> past. We're moving past school. Before I accept Aurora. Aurora. How do you even pronounce that? Shit? Aurora. Oh. Aurora. Fuck <laughs> 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 off with that. Anywho. So in high school, we didn't even need to start talking about me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just limit that because you're just gonna go in on every <laughs> every life experience you're so brand that I've new had. To me right now. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So you so you started writing. No, no, no. So we, why do we even bring up high school? I don't know. You just want to be out of my business. Art. Yeah, I guess so. Art. Art in high school. You. Oh yeah, I said that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started considering myself an artist after I joined the poetry club um, at Or my sophomore year. Um, and then, yeah, like there's this program called, or this festival rather, called Louder Than a Bomb, which mm-hmm. uh, is hosted by Young Chicago Authors, which I now work for. Um, so shout out to things going full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after I started doing Louder Than a Bomb, um, which is a slam poetry festival, people started considering me an artist before I started calling myself an artist. Um, so I sort of had to like crawl into it. Before that, it was just like, I'm writing poems, like this is mm-hmm. just something that I do to express myself. Mm-hmm. And Were then, you performing them or just I writing I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. Not before I joined the Poetry Club and then consequentially yeah. doing LTAB. Um, so yeah, after that, like once I started performing in front of people and like sharing my work with people, then it became like now I'm an artist. Really after I saw like the impacts of what my work had on other people. Okay. Then I think that's when it's I really like, started oh. calling myself that or considering myself that. Mm-hmm. So did you... Um, I know a lot of people struggle with calling themselves artists, even if they mm-hmm. do consider themselves to be creative people. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So outside of seeing the, do you remember what you? Do you remember a person or a, a, a poem that you did that <clears throat> made you realize, oh, people are actually impacted mm-hmm. by this, and and I I need to. Was there a moment? Yeah, um, it was my second year of Louder Than a Bomb when I had I wrote this piece um, called Speak which now when I think about it is super, super cheesy. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) it was basically about how, um, like the kind of trauma that um, black girls go through or young girls in general, but obviously I'm a black girl, so I'm Mm -hmm. specifically talking about black girls, whether I say it or not. Um, So yeah, it was about the kind of trauma that young girls go through in early adolescence, um, like dealing with grown men 
So mm-hmm. I wrote that poem um, talking about how I like rediscovered my voice after going through that kind of trauma. And then maybe like that was on final stage. So like a few days after LTAB wrapped up for that year, somebody, this young woman like hit me up on Facebook messages. Mm-hmm. And like that was back when like you actually read <laughs> actually read it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's probably more in there that I just have not seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she wrote me this like really long message just about like how much my poem meant to her and like how it also influenced her to tell her story and that it like made her cry and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. no one had ever really said that to me. Like I'd been writing for some years and like obviously I got praised for what I was doing. Otherwise I wouldn't have continued to do it. But like to know that it had that kind of like an impact is mm-hmm. different than praise. So did you, did you, it wasn't, wasn't like a therapeutic um aspect to it so you said if you hadn't hadn't gotten that positive feedback mm-hmm. throughout the years you probably would have fallen off so mm-hmm. there there wasn't anything else like <clears throat> to it to it before then i mean not not necessarily well yes obviously um so i started like actually taking my writing like seriously or like knowing that it was something that i needed to do to keep myself sane like mm-hmm. at a very early age so i never really was talkative like I've always been very introverted Mm -hmm. so I think it was like in the fifth grade or something like that um maybe even earlier than that like third grade when I just stopped talking at school like Mm -hmm. altogether just stopped talking there wasn't anything wrong with me I just didn't want to talk to people and people thought there was something wrong with me so I ended up in like this this like between school program where they would just like take me to the back of the cafeteria and like try to like play games with me or like get inside my head like what is going on with you do you want to talk about it like some kind of baby therapy uh, thing um I don't know if it was effective or not uh but like I just remember during recess during that time like I would just have like this big manila folder of like writings and poetry and whatnot and like that was what I would do during recess like I would just mm-hmm. write poems and that's how I knew nothing was wrong with me like I I talked at home like right. I just didn't have anything to say at school because all of these other things were going on in my head and that was what I would rather contribute my voice to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. How was LTAB this year? Is this that is this been the first year you were working for them during LTAB or last no. year or I've been working at LTAB ever since I was too old to participate in LTAB. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you age out as soon as you're done with high school and I graduated when I was 17 so Okay. Mathematics. And what do you, so at YCA, what do you do? Do you teach? Yes, I'm a teaching artist. Teaching artist. So day to day, that looks like? That looks like um, I have some like classroom residencies on the South Side. Uh, so during the school year, I teach at three different high schools, um, pretty much preparing them for Louder Than a Bomb. Mm-hmm. So that's what that looks like. I'm a mentor teacher after school person where pretty much like just getting confused for a student three days a week <laughs> getting confused yes people think i'm a student every single time like, oh getting confused to, uh, as a st- okay okay yeah. i see what well, um black don't crack i guess not but like i, I, I had to start thing. wearing like baby like heels <laughs> you, gotta, you have to do like wearing lipstick I just started doing that this year. I was like, y'all ain't going to get me. I'm <laughs> it's enough for this shit. <laughs> I'm at it. Yeah. I hear you. What, um, did you go to college? 
College smallage. Yeah, um, college smallage. I think everybody that's been on here, no. No, we had a, we had a couple of graduates. <laughs> yeah. Man, congrats! Congrats to them. Congrats. But what was your experience with? So I mean, I think we've had a similar experience with high school, but um, college. I mean, college was. Sometimes I really do wish that I had stuck to college. I went to college for maybe like one semester. I went, or maybe two. I'll give myself that. Maybe two semesters at Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Um, which I did not fuck with, like community college is not for me because mm-hmm. high school was not for me and community college is an extension of high school. Mm-hmm. Everyone who was in your high school is now at <laughs> your community college. They're all same the same. People. The only difference is, is that they now have to pay to be there, mm. but they still get on your last nerve. Um, Does that so, mean they act different since they have to pay? No, they were exactly the same. Shit. They just like were different students, I guess. So in class it was fine, but like the environment was exactly the same. So, you know, I did not fuck with college for that reason, but also that there was, I took an advanced English class. Um, you know, I'm, I'm super creative, so I loved the class. I just don't like, like, MLA formats or, like, certain formats or essay formats. Like, I don't fuck with that. I'm just like, let me do my thing. Right. Let me write. Um, so there was this one essay where we had to like write about something that was uh, that we were passionate about and so I I talked about um, pro-choice I think and it was like this really like heartfelt essay one paragraph short of like the required Mm, format and like I did I I didn't pass because Because it was one paragraph short that arbitrary ass fucking page limit shit I don't belong here I don't belong here dude Um, and then like after that, like, I, I pretty much started working for YCA right after that, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, began, began to work for YCA. There was a time, like, maybe two or three years when I had to do, like, serve white people tea mm-hmm. shit downtown. Um, but, like, yeah, like, right after that, I started doing shit for YCA. Uh, and, like, the, the concept of college, like, wasn't an urgency at that point because it was, like, I was already doing the things that I wanted to do. And that... That's something I really appreciate YCA for is that like it creates this alternative to like traditional traditional forms of schooling for one traditional forms of um, curriculum. Mm-hmm. So offering these kind of positions to people who went to college for two semesters and didn't fuck with it like right. perfect for me. Yeah, I think that's important. Like I had <coughs> I had a lot of issues with with stuff like that too. Where you know, well, in college, actually, it was a little bit better because mm. I would also do that where I would, you know, write these papers and they'd be a page short or I didn't like, you know, do the bibliography in the right format or whatever. But I, I began to like take the writing and stuff so seriously mm. and like try to like write the most amazing paper ever, mm. knowing that I wasn't finna hit the page limit, but just be like, y'all gonna, be, y'all gonna take this damn paper. <laughs> this is what I got. And y'all gonna love it, right. And it, it, it kind of worked for me, like. I wish I wish they wasn't petty like that. So it's you. Hey, give a fuck about me. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Fuck it. They they lost a good one. Yeah, I really do want to go back to school though. I think just because like I like to learn and I really wish I had that experience. Mm-hmm. But fuck off, fuck everything else. <laughs> do you feel like you have more discipline to like be able to put yourself through that now? No. No. <laughs> I 
stand by <laughs> how I felt. I still feel that way. Um, but I just feel like like the resources you get while you're in college like mm -hmm. are just so like you can actually get all that shit by yourself just from googling it or like being on Tumblr for an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, this world we live in, all this information is at our fingertips. Exactly. And but they want the, us to pay Buku cash. Just want the resources. So if I can like get the resources without going into the classroom and writing mm -hmm. all them stupid essays. Yeah. That's all I want. I, well, um. Did you listen to Linkin Park when you were in high school? I did. Good morning. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. This ain't right, bro. Why did you Why'd you do that? Cause I, this is. I mean, I I know I listened. I listened to Linkin Park, um, <laughs> and we lost the. That shit's not right, G. Like we lost the homie, the the lead singer. I never knew his name. I, I listened to a lot of bands and like rock and stuff. And when I was in high school, I, I never knew, knew the lead singer's name. Never, you knew Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington, rest in peace. What was your favorite Linkin Park song? Oh man, I like. I listen to like pretty much all my favorite songs by them today. So it's really hard to pick. Um, like some of them, you know how like there are some songs that you love, but you haven't listened to them since like the last time you listened to them. Mm -hmm. And so you forgot that that was your favorite song. <laughs> yeah, so there was this one song um, called Faint that I listened to on literally on repeat um, my freshman year of high school when I was doing track and cross country. Um, so all through that season, like I would just be running with that song playing in my earbuds on on an endless loop. Cause you was about to faint? Like, no. Like, why would you gotta <laughs> listen to the song. Like, it's, it's such a I'm about to run my ass off kind of song. Faint. Faint by Linkin Park. It's about to be lit. I can't feel the way I did before. Don't turn your back on me. I won't be ignored. It's intense as fuck. Man. I won't be ignored. Say, don't turn your back up. <laughs> Just imagine listening to that song at least ten times. On repeat. On repeat, boy. I did not stop. <laughs> Probably the slowest runner, but I was not. <laughs> you was in it. Though. I won't faint. <laughs> you ran cross country. I did, but only that year. Like I never did that shit again. <laughs> like this was a bad yes. idea, y'all. That's it, y'all. <laughs> you get one year of this shit, man. But yeah, Lincoln Park was. I feel like it was one of the. You ever heard that um, that uh, Earl Sweatshirt song where he was like too black for the or too white for the black kids and too black for the whites uh -huh. or some shit like that. Of course, he would say something like that. <laughs> sound like a real Earl course, Sweatshirt ass thing. <laughs> But nah, I felt like I was in my little boarding school mm -hmm. bubble. Yeah. And we had this thing, this illegal file sharing service where you could like go on some <laughs> real nerd <laughs> shit. It was some real boarding school nerd shit. How was shit. it? Mediafire? <laughs> <laughs> it was nah. They they created their whole like own. <laughs> it was called, it was called strange, DC++. Strange. Shout out idea. to DC++. They had a... Uh, 
They had all kind of shit on there. <laughs> but um Stranger Things, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we um I would download Lincoln Park albums and listen to them. Feel like feel like the outcast, like <laughs> Oh my god! I feel like everybody, like all today, everybody was on Twitter talking about how like Lincoln Park was there through their like teenage angst phase, mm-hmm. and like I know it did not look like this, but for all of those tweets, I imagine like every single one of them just like with one black bang, just <laughs> 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 one single you black bang. <laughs> you could have a fro with the rest of your hair, but you got one black bang. That's straight as hell. You got to. <laughs> you got to. I know I did. I definitely did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It had a Caesar and one black bag. You did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, I do. They have like the the what they call them the jelly bracelets like tied together. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we thinking about time? That is the the demographic yeah. of the people who listen to Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. All of them. <laughs> Um, when you think about it, it's, it's, it's interesting, like how how we um, how time and music like affects mm-hmm. it. Like we don't, you don't. It's hard to imagine how young we actually were listening to that to that shit. Yeah, like young as hell, thinking you had like real ass albums. <laughs> like y'all don't understand me. My parents just don't understand. I won't faint the way I did before. I don't want to be like y'all. <laughs> Fucking, it's, it's just MySpace, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got it. Everybody's mom. got it. Yeah. Can't do nothing in this house. Angst music. <laughs> That's like, well, did you have angsty teenage hip hop that you listened to? There's not really much angsty. There wasn't. Like, there wasn't when I was a teenager back in my day. Um, <laughs> we ain't have Tyler the Creator yet. <laughs> I was just about to play this. We ain't had no Tyler. Man. Tyler, uh, speaking of which, this man's. Dropping an album tomorrow, or actually, uh, in forty-three minutes. Oh, good for him. Um, what do you think about? <laughs> you? I do don't know. About? I had a very rude introduction to Tyler the Creator and Odd mm. Future. Like, rude. it wasn't it wasn't my my uh, my era, mm-hmm. but my little brother, who's like two years younger than me, like he went through the angsty rap phase with Tyler the Creator, and I just remember like we were in California. <laughs> driving through some mountains he was blasting Tyler the Creator and it's like me and my mama oh it's out already but he was blasting (laughs) we said mama in the car me my mama my little brother and like my boyfriend at the time we're in the car driving through the mountains in California and he blasting this Tyler the Creator shit and he talking about like burn people raping women (laughs) oh my god I was like what and mama was just like she was like ooh I like this no she wasn't she was quiet as hell I was like what is this Oh this was y'all kids listen to these days. So she was cool. I mean, she listened to it out though. Like she let him play it out. She was just letting him do his thing because we had both played our music. So I guess he didn't really have a turn, and that's why. <laughs> that's why I did not fuck with it. And like I'll bring it up to him now. Like remember that one time mm-hmm. when you listened to like black Eminem music. <laughs> <laughs> He's over it now. He's over it. He, he listened to Kendrick now. <laughs> oh my god! Evolved. I, I remember, like, I, so this when he came out with uh, 
I'm so glad you brought up Tyler. <laughs> I did not mean I was to. I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was on this dude heavy <laughs> in college. Yeah, can't relate. I, um, yeah, I don't know why. I've never been into like super wild fucking eating. This dude ate a roach in a video. What? He ate a roach. In I can't. Video. I can't even know. In this, it's this, a no in for this me, video. dog. <laughs> Jesus called. He said he's sick of the dances. I told him to quit bitching. It says in the fucking hotline for a fucking shrink. Sheesh, I already got mine. And he's not fucking working. I think I'm wasting my damn time. I'm clocking three past six and going postal. This the revenge of the dicks. That's nine cocks that cock nine. This ain't no V-Tech shit or Columbine, but after bowling, I went home for some damn adventure time. What you do? Yeah. Trash. <laughs> trash. <laughs> Intense. Trash. I don't know if I call it trash. Oh. Trash. He he grew up a little bit, I think. I guess. A little bit. We all we all go through our angsty stages. Yeah. Angsty stanksty, you know. Can't relate. <laughs> Can't relate. It's eleven fifteen. That means Seven somewhat the top of the hour. Uh, 88.9 WIT, 88.9 FM, uh, Mr. Reup. I got Kush Thompson in here with me today. Um, I want to talk about your visual art because. Can I ask why these niggas are playing ping pong at 11.15 oh, at night? They, they in here from <laughs> the beginning when they open this building until. Midnight when they close it, there's constant ping pong happening. It, it don't you matter know? how long you spend in here, you ain't never gonna be Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what they're, uh, I, they're I practicing? I honestly, be? truly believe that. It'd be dudes in here with sweatbands around their heads. Boy, why? Like, <laughs> this ain't even thing. like on some Olympic like court ordeal. Like this it's, is in the hallway. <laughs> 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 in the hallway. Yo, they, so, <laughs> what were you going to ask me? It's a culture. <laughs> so, uh, you, so you are making these pieces with, um, there's like black girls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a series, right? Mm-hmm. Or what's it called? It's called Self-Portrait Black Hottie. It's a bunch of cartoon characters. Yeah. That you have turned black, right? Turned into black women. Yeah, some of them. Uh, some and some of them already, already are black. Yeah. I need one of them for my daughter. So, and I believe I hit you up asking for. Very likely that that happened. And we we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> not sure what happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can I commission you to create one of these pieces for my daughter, though? Yes. Okay. When was the last time you did a batch? A lot of kids. Um, recently, I, I do one whenever somebody orders one. So I, I ordered one. Did you? <laughs> but you didn't. Because when people order one, like they place an order on the website. Oh, <laughs> so then I didn't order one. No. Well, we gonna have to shout out your website no. in the um the show notes. But what is your website? Because niggas need to go order a piece. Mynname.com. KushThompson.com. Kush Go to KushThompson.com and view the arts. 
Yeah. And purchase. Well, where did you come up with the idea for this, the series? Um, it's sometime at the end of 2015, I think. It was for my birthday. Um, yeah, I had seen like the first the first thing I ever tried to paint was um, the Susie one where she's sort of giving the side eye. Susie Carmichael giving the side mm-hmm. eye. Um, and at the time, I had pink hair. And so I saw the image and I was just like, yo, that would be dope if someone like painted that for me but gave her pink hair. Susie Carmichael is off of the, the black girl from the Rugrats mm-hmm. for all you young folks who Uncultured don't fucking know swine. Rugrats, right? Get your fucking shit together. Exactly. You're too young to even be listening to this podcast. <laughs> Do you even know who Chester Bennington was? Fucking watch the Rugrats. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> <Bitch ass niggas. laughs> way too aggressive. No reason. Like we the, the vanguards of '90s culture and shit. <laughs> Past y'all bedtime, anyway. You don't know nothing about that, boy. Shit. <laughs> when I was coming up, and we had the rugrats, we had Susie motherfucking Carmichael. <laughs> I'm so confused. I've never That's heard you the make voice that voice my, in my life. Who are you? That's the voice my dad put on when he was talking about. <laughs> Shit, you don't know nothing about that boy. Oh my god. You don't know nothing about that. I am appalled. <laughs> but yeah, so you said <laughs> she was <laughs> the piece where she was doing the side yeah. eye. The piece where she was doing the side eye, I wanted it with pink hair. Um, <laughs> I'm still not over that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I didn't have bread to like pay somebody to do it for me. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it was around the time of my birthday. I was just like passing by Blick. And I was just like, what if I tried to paint this by myself? So I uh, went in there. Necessity is the mother yes. of creativity. Yes. So I went in there and I got all the utensils, the canvases, the paint. Um, and then I went back to my car. Hold on. I've been in Blick before. How did you go in there and know what the fuck? To it's like Home Depot. It's just overwhelming You got to go in shit. there with a mission. Jesus. You got to go in there and say, hey, where is this thing? <laughs> you know, I don't ask no questions when I go in the stores. I just walk around until I find it. <laughs> <laughs> so you was in there for a minute. But then. for all y'all other folks, you should ask somebody <laughs> to save mm. you time. <laughs> but I went in there looking for paint. I found it. I took it home, unboxed it, set up my um, painting area. And then, yeah, in like... A week, I had painted a really janky um, rendition of the image I wanted with pink hair. It was so janky, but I was so proud of myself. And so I like posted it on social media, and people fucked with it. Like when I say janky, I, I honestly truly mean janky. Like <laughs> this bitch ain't look nothing. Like this <laughs> did you leave it up? Did you leave it up? I did leave it up. I was proud of it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I wasn't expecting the response I got. Um, and so, yeah, after that, I painted another piece, and it turned out, like, so much better. And then the next one I did turned out so much better than the last one, and the next one I did turned out so much better than the la- that last one. Mm-hmm. Um, so after a while, like, people started asking me for prints, or, like, how can I mm-hmm. get this piece? Um, and then the rest So was it was it a hard decision for you to, like, go ahead and start selling them, or was it easy? Was it just like, oh, I'm going to make some money off of this shit? Because a lot of times, like... We talked about this too. Like when mm-hmm. folks get into like trying to monetize yeah. their art, oftentimes it's they've made this decision. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to make some money off of this, and it, it kind of yeah. went the other way for you. Yeah. Was that a hard? Decision? Was it hard? Um, it was hard, but not for like not because I was like so possessive or over uh, my my shit. 
Um, it was more so just because like I didn't consider myself an artist. So at the time when people were asking me, it was like, what right do I have to to sell this amateur work um, at like real artist prices? Mm. You know, so, that, so you that felt like, damn, I don't think. Okay. Oh, okay. I've never heard. This. So do do you um wait hold on do do you think it was a uh, um so at what point were you more comfortable with the quality of it enough so it was like eh, it's, it's, whether it's amateur or not mm-hmm. I'm gonna just fucking put this out there yeah I I started selling them after the at this point it was like the fourth piece I did but it was like the third good piece mm. um so the first one came out super janky. And then the second one I did was Dijanae Jones from the Proud Family. Mm-hmm. The third one I did was LaShawn from Bebe's Kids. And then the fourth one I did was a second Susie, which came out so much better than the first <laughs> one. Um, so it was after I did the second Susie that mm-hmm. like, I decided to just give in and be like, yo, I've done this four times now. Like, It's not that I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I can sell my work. Right. But I expected to only sell it like one time, like one quick sale, get rid of like... 30 prints and then just go back to like my own shit um but it never it never stopped (laughs) so you so how much have you made off of you honestly don't know (laughs) all that shit like it comes and it goes it comes and it goes (laughs) well i would gladly give you my money for a full set of all of them shits you so you did so those are the three that you've done um yeah i've done more since then i've done um four more since then so Yes. Who else? I did the one after that was um, a Powerpuff Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's my favorite one, honestly. Like I, I went all out for that one, but nobody really notices it. Like I made her. I think she had a sucker and like a, a baby fat phone. <laughs> I was super proud of it. Super nice. proud of it. Um, and then after that one, after the Powerpuff Girl was. I did these two together. They were custom pieces. I did Angelica, a black Angelica with pink mm-hmm. hair, and a black um, Cynthia doll with pink hair. Uh, Wait, who's Cynthia? Oh, Angelica's the doll. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did those. With I did those two together, which I was super proud of. It was like the first time I painted like two <laughs> paintings at the same time. I was like, I'm raw as he. So I did that, and then the last one, the most recent one I did was Miranda from As Told by Ginger, which was a commission. Okay. Okay, yeah. so are you so? Now that you've tasted the <laughs> fame, <laughs> I'm famous the revenues, now. famous bitches. <laughs> have you ever thought about selling your poetry? I have. You have. In what way? In books or yeah, like? In books, um, I published a, a, a chat book, which is like a small book of poetry. I did that in 2014. And how did it, how did that turn? That out? was. A much different experience like for that I was possessive over my work um, just because like wait what's the name of it again my book yeah a church beneath the bulldozer is it on your website it is church beneath the bulldozer yeah what the fuck does that mean <laughs> good question <laughs> um yeah so a church beneath the bulldozer is like like when you destroy or like tear down something sacred in order to rebuild something else up. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a, a demolishing of the former self or a demolishing of former beliefs. 
or demolishing um, ideals that were placed upon you. Mm -hmm. Like sort of as a symbolization of church. Um, but yeah, like not for the sake of just demolishing, just to demolish, but demolish to rebuild. To rebuild. Mm -hmm. So the, so you're saying the experience was a lot different. You were. <coughs> yeah, it was because the book. <laughs> <laughs> the book, um, just the process of writing the book was so intimate for me. Like it was um, like if you see the book, uh, even if you just like flip through it, like I had photo photocopied um, like actual pages from my diary and put them in there. Um, and then like the pieces themselves were just super intimate, like super like um, like introspective. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I finally had to give them up, like the whole process was like writing this book. It was like it's so deeply personal. Like don't nobody give a fuck about this but me. Like this is so for me. Like how could I give this to other people or like let all these people in on this these things that are going on inside of my brain? Like, yeah. Y'all can't have this. <clears throat> so that's how I was feeling when I was writing it. I was still going to publish it anyway, um, even as I was like, y'all can't have this. How did you, wait, but, but how? It, it never was a question for you of like... It was, it was, like I went back and forth so many times, but it was never like, I'm not going to publish this book because I had already gone through the process mm -hmm. of like people telling me how much my work meant to them. So it was like, y'all might not care about like, the things I'm saying, and like you might not know exactly what they mean to me, but they're gonna mean something to you, mm. whether or not you know exactly what they meant to me. Yeah, that's a um, that's a lot of trust, right? It takes a lot of trust to oh, yeah. to, to put that in people's yeah. hands and like do with this what you may. Yeah, it's so strange though. Like even after it, like for maybe like two years after it, and maybe sometimes it's like now, like I still. Like, I still write diary entries and whatnot, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, what if somebody reads this, can't write that, like, um, like So that. it's made your whole, like, creative process different? Almost, almost. It just made me a lot more self-conscious of, like, what I put on paper. Like, it's been very hard to just be, like, authentic. Since then? Mm -hmm. Since that? Since then, because, like, I took something that was, that I, when I was writing those diary entries, it was like, no one's going to see this ever. Like, I'm just going to be 100%, like, talk about all these crazy-ass things. Mm -hmm. Um, and Do you think you that, can ever get back to that? I know I could. I just have to like shake it off that like I gave up that part of myself mm -hmm. and to like go back to to stage one or like to remember why I started that shit to begin with. Because I feel like it, for some people it might like callous them in a way. <laughs> like when you you know yeah. that first time you you decide to be that vulnerable and open, mm -hmm. and then yeah, yeah. Yeah, it still it definitely still feels that way sometimes, but when I when I notice it, I try to just nip it in the bud mm -hmm. and just be like, "Yo, this is what you're thinking," and stop. <laughs> stop thinking, <laughs> stop like, thinking that. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. Stop yeah. it. I um, I think that's an issue. So I write sometimes too, mm -hmm. but I don't. I get into a space where I'm thinking too much about mm -hmm. you know what does it sound like or what is this. Yeah. And then it's no longer therapeutic for me, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I write because I like writing and I like. Right you know, how these thoughts are coming out of me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I can't, I can't, then I, I just impede myself in that way. I don't know mm -hmm. how to, have you ever dealt with that? And like, how do you, how do you get past it? Because niggas need to, um, <laughs> need to know. I really don't know. I feel like after you pass oh, a certain I point. Need to, I need the answer, I need the secrets. <laughs> after you pass a certain point, it's really hard to like, remember that some things are, are personal and private. Um, 
So I don't know. I feel like after you start sharing your work, like you're always going to have like this sort of twinge in the back of your mind about like, oh, how is this going to sound when other people hear it? Or eventually this is going to be performed. Like, how is this going to sound to other people? Mm-hmm. I don't think that I've written anything, honestly, since then that I thought no one was going to read. And like, that's been so challenging. Mm. So yeah, it's it's not something I can really give advice on because I'm still figuring it out. Well, fuck, Kush. You're stuck. There is no cure. <laughs> Figure it out, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Do it yourself. That's real. Now, um, the whole thing with the pink hair. Mm-hmm. You, I heard you speak about black girls and bright color hair. What? Um, remember when you were talking about? <clears throat> Somebody told you, yeah, you can't get because you're a dark skinned woman. You can't yeah. get, yeah, can't get these pastel colors. Like, what? Yeah. How did that experience shape your decision to put those those pieces out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't actually anyone who told me that shit. Oh. Like, I'd be scarred for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> if someone actually told me that shit. <laughs> like, that my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, no, it wasn't that. Like, I wanted pink hair. But I had never seen anybody with pink hair um, that was dark-skinned. So when I, I went to Tumblr, because that's like where you find all of the alternative black girls, mm-hmm. and I, I Googled black girls with pink hair through the Tumblr um, search bar. And I only like, maybe there was like a few people, a few dark-skinned women with pink hair. Um, <clears throat> but like the mass of it was light-skinned women with pink hair. And so I felt mm-hmm. discouraged, but it was because I felt discouraged that I went and got the pink braids anyway. Um, just because I thought that like maybe the reason why there aren't that many images are because not that many dark-skinned black girls have done it mm-hmm. and documented it. And so, so there's, others there's, could see. Exactly. Yeah. So other people could see it and know that it's actually a normal thing and that mm-hmm. you don't need to be light-skinned to have crazy colored hair. Right. That's real. I want to play this song because whenever I think Susie Carmichael. <laughs> Nigga, you don't love me. When my name is Susie and Gucci think I love her. That sucker think I'm loyal, but I fucks with all the hustlers. I be with all the ballers. I be in all the spots. I might be in your kitchen, nigga, cooking with your pot. I think I love Nigga, you don't love me. Nigga, you don't love me. Yeah, man. Like that. Just like that. How you feeling? You hanging in there? I'm dead. You <laughs> Reporting live from my funeral. <laughs> you, um, Kush, like, hung in here. Because she usually goes to sleep at 10 o'clock like a granny. Um... Y'all youngsters. And gets up at 6, like that's... Or 7, like that's... That's way too much sleep, in my opinion. Excuse me? Don't nobody need to be Is going to bed. Is that not the full-ass nigga I could show you? But I got, a, you know, that bedtime alarm on your iPhone? I, got I don't have an iPhone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> see this? See how elitist iPhone users are? You see how elitist iPhone users are? And we're not even going to edit this out, either. Because I'm going I'm to just let the world see how you people are. You people, yeah, you people. You people. Y'all, they don't even understand that your devices are inferior, and yet Anyways, this show are shit they? costs are more. Are they? Because y'all yeah, in every way. No bedtime alarm. Look, 
Anyways, <laughs> those of y'all who have iPhones, this is just between me and y'all. Malik, who, who, what, when, where, why, how? Um, I will not be slandered on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> y'all hear something? Um, so me and my iPhone users know that we have a bedtime alarm. It's a new feature. Um, so if you got like an iPhone 4, you probably don't know about this. You don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> them shits don't even work no more. I had one of them shits. Um, so yeah, they have a bedtime alarm. You set it um, to the time you want to go to sleep. Or actually you set it to the time you want to go to sleep in order to get the number of hours of sleep you want. So if I want eight hours of sleep, it's going to tell me that you have to go to bed by like 11 o'clock in order to get eight hours of sleep. Based on the Based time on that your alarm is set mm-hmm. for the morning? Mm-hmm. So you have to set your alarm for the morning before you can use the bedtime app. I don't or really know like what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Okay. All I know is that so basically every this feast- <laughs> night at 11 o'clock, my, or at 10 o'clock actually, it says it's time for bed. In order to get eight hours of sleep, you and must you just, go to sleep. And you just listen, and you just <laughs> listen like, to this yes, machine? I guess iPhone. You just right. <laughs> you just listen. You right. Yo, you know what Elon Musk said earlier this week? <laughs> he said... This nigga is science nigga. <laughs> he, said, he said artificial intelligence is the single greatest threat to he. I don't know some shit. You don't even know what he said. <laughs> he said I bet you're gonna Google what he said. Stuff like artificial this. Artificial so. intelligence that. Look, you don't need to be listening that closely to yourself. <laughs> you should go to sleep when you feel sleepy. That's why. And. Eight hours is way too much sleep. It's definitely not. You feel so refreshed. Like, oh, my God. When I sleep more than six hours, I wake up feeling like I need more sleep. Impossible. Impossible. Like, I don't understand people who go to sleep at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. You negating my experiences? Like, I'm just bullshit? Like, I'm just... <laughs> I'm like I get my best work done at night. An elitist, I might be. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <For> BYP. <laughs> when do you? So when you write, what's the best like the best time of day for you to get your thoughts out of your mind onto paper? Um, the morning time. The morning really? time. So yeah, when I wake up in the morning, I have this practice called morning pages. Um, it was, I believe, uh, created by this woman named Julia Cameron, who has this book called The Artist Way, and it's for like artists. Julia Cameron, The, the Artist, Artist Way. Way, okay. And it's for like artists who. Show like, notes! You feel me? So if you're like a creative who feels like creatively blocked or like you haven't written anything or created anything in a while, um, this book is like to help you break out of that. So, like, two things that she recommends is that you take yourself on an artist date, which is one of the things she recommends. Um, and an it artist is date a, yeah. is like a self date once a week, uh, just for your artistic practice. Um, so like go see a movie or go to the park or just take a walk. Like, it's like, I think it's like at least three hours of just you by yourself. Um, and like your artistic child, she calls it. Uh-huh. Um, so things that stimulate you artistically <clears throat> is what you do on your artist date for three hours a week. And then the second thing is morning pages, which you do every morning. Um, before you do anything else in the morning, you write three like longhand pages of just like your your brain farts, like mm-hmm. anything that comes out of your brain. Brain as, flatulence. Your brain flatulence. That sounds so disgusting. That sounds <laughs> even grosser than fart in my honest opinion. I am O. 
Yeah, you just write down uh, what comes out of your brain first thing in the morning for three pages. Mm -hmm. And then after that, like, you're supposed to feel, like, very cleansed and, like, ready to begin your day. Um, And then, like, whatever you write after that is, like, the things that get in the way are already written down and, like, technically out of your Uh, brain space. Okay. Yeah, my brain, my, uh, we having some very dark thoughts in the morning. <laughs> wow. I think my darkest thoughts. <laughs> my just be like, man, I gotta do this shit. I gotta go fucking. It's like, damn, I woke up again. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh my God. You. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning. Every morning. It's the same over shit. and over and over. <laughs> when is it gonna stop? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing I've heard um, from various, like, not just artists and creative people, but just generally successful mm-hmm. people or folks who are happy with their own life. Success is very, yeah. su- what is it, uh, subjective. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to. But yeah, a morning routine yeah. is a thing. Like, if you ain't got a morning routine, like, whether that's taking care of yourself, like, Cleaning under under your nails when you wake up, or it's like the first thing you do. That's the first. I, that's thing the I first do. thing. My nails pick up a lot of dirt. I don't know. Yeah, that happens to me when I sleep in my makeup. I don't know how it gets under my nails. You scratch your face when you sleep. It's all night. You get <laughs> scratch marks on me. But yeah, get yourself a morning routine. It's it's a healthy thing. It helps you ground yourself um, before you start your day. Yeah, and like really before you like pick up your phone and shit, because that's. Even before you, yeah, even before you pick up your phone, mm. which you can't do because you're using this iPhone artificial intelligence, so you got to shut that shit off before you can do anything. Yeah. You should take your own advice, Kush. You know what? I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> 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 you can say that to anybody at any point, <laughs> and it will just change the whole vibe. <laughs> You know what? I can't believe we're having this conversation. Can you please like, pass what? the pepper? I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> You're clearly sleepy. Kush <laughs> is clearly sleepy like as hell. And we gonna, I mean, <laughs> with that. Kush after hours. With that, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I, really, <laughs> uh, I think I am too. I'm tired too. But yeah, with that, we're going to wrap it up. This has been another rendition of the re-up. Thank you so much, Kush, for coming and talking past your bedtime. Thank you We can troop back to the west side. Yes. Nigga. What'd you say? You from fucking Aura. <laughs> I'm from Illinois. Somehow I'm not Narnia. from Aurora. Aura. I'm not from Springfield. Aura. You from Springfield. I'm from, which I'm is from, just from like the south suburbs. Springfield? Shout out to the south suburbs. 708. Springfield is the place where people who don't believe that Chicago is the capital of Illinois. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I love you, Springfield. (laughs) You're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck what they talk about. Uh, Yeah, but but, um, thank you for coming and talking with me. This is cool. This was fun. Um, Yeah, so this has been... The re-up, W-I-T, 88.9 FM. Um, go to sleep. Do something productive <laughs> with your life. Like, fuck. Set your bedtime alarms. Set your bedtime alarm. All right, peace.